Welcome to Awaken to Grace. I'm Chad Roberts, and I'm so glad you're joining me today because we are continuing our journey through the book of Revelation, where we are teaching every chapter, every verse through the book. And today we come to the all-important chapter of 14. And friends, I got to be honest with you, of all the chapters of Revelation, I struggle the most with this chapter. But I tell you, the key that helped me understand it, when you understand that chapter 14 is like a table of contents, what it does is it is going to show the last of the seven bowl judgments. And here's the thing we're going to learn today. God never executes judgment without first announcing it. And that is what chapter 14 is all about. It's going to lead us to the seven bowl judgments. But before they come, God is going to give great warnings in chapter 14. I hope you're walking all the way through the book with us. If you've missed any sermons, well, download my free mobile app, Awakened to Grace, and walk through Revelation with us as we study God's Word together. Well, today we're going to examine what may be one of the most important chapters of Revelation, but one that can seem very confusing, can really cause someone to kind of scratch your head and say, what is this talking about? One of the key principles for me in understanding chapter 14 is simply this. Chapter 14 is like a table of contents of what is about to come in the remainder of the book of Revelation. Isn't it amazing we only have a few more chapters left? Next Sunday we'll be in chapters 15 and 16, the following Sunday 17 and 18, and then the final Sunday of August 19. And then there's only three more. We only have six more sessions left in this study. And as we are catapulting toward the end of God unfolding all of his plans, and we're going to see the eternal plans of God, chapter 14 just is an odd chapter. Well, what will help you understand is it's like a preamble. It's, like a, it's, it's going to introduce to us what we can expect over the next several chapters. And that's what chapter 14 deals with. Now today, we're, we're going to begin in verse number 6. And the reason why is we talked about the 144,000 sealed Jews already. That was in session 5, several weeks ago. That was in Revelation chapter 7. We met the 144,000. The last verse of chapter 6 says, Who can stand? Against the wrath of the Lamb. Chapter 7 answers that question. It's the 144,000 sealed. And all of those who are going to be saved during the tribulation period. Which the Bible calls the tribulation saints. Now where we're going to be today is we're going to be introduced to several angels. And what the purpose of these angels are. They are going to pronounce the judgment that is coming. 
So far, we have walked our way through Revelation, and we have seen the seal judgments, seven of those. We have seen the trumpet judgments, seven of those. And now we're in a long parenthesis. Chapters 10, 11, we studied the two witnesses. Chapter 12, we called it Satan exposed and Israel explained. And we saw God's full plan for the redemption of his people Israel. And then last week we were in chapter 13 and we called that the rise of the Antichrist and the mark of the beast. Well, today I'm going to call this the road to Armageddon. Because this is what is spelling out for us. Today we're going to be introduced in a very new way in the book of Revelation. We're going to see the vengeance of God like many of us have never seen it before. We're going to see that back in Revelation 5, we saw that Christ was who? He was the Lamb of God who was slain for the sins of the world. He came. He was the Lamb He was brought before the slaughter, Isaiah 55 teaches, yet he opened not his mouth without a word. He came in meekness. He came in humility. He came in lowliness. But that was his first coming. Friends, his second coming, he's coming with vengeance. And chapter 14 spells it out for us. And my goal today, my hope today, is you can feel the gravity, you can feel the weightiness, you can feel the seriousness of the wrath of God in chapter 14. So he begins with 144,000 sealed Jews. We met them in chapter 7, and now we're working our way through the tribulation, and as we come to the end of the tribulation, how many Jews, how many of the sealed remains? 144,000. Not 143,999. Not a one of them were lost. Why? Because God preserves them. Remember, God sealed them in their forehead. And God has preserved his people. And now, we're going to be introduced to several angels. And what they're going to do is pronounce judgment. But there's a lot to unpack here. Caleb, read verse 6 for me again. And let's just begin to unfold some of this. Then I saw another angel flying directly overhead with an eternal gospel to proclaim to those who dwell on earth. Now, remember this. There are multiple categories of people in the book of Revelation. We continuously cover them. The 24 elders is the church. We have the nation of Israel. You have angels. You have the four living creatures. You have tribulation saints. And who's the other group of people? The earth dwellers. Who are the earth dwellers? Well, it's those that this world is their home. Friends, you and I are not earth dwellers. We are pilgrims. We seek a country whose builder and maker is God. We are not earth dwellers. Amen. We are just passing through. That's it. And there is a message to the earth dwellers. And I want you to think about this. We're talking about six, uh, we're talking about seven seal judgments. We're talking about seven trumpet judgments. The earth is experiencing the judgments of God. And yet before the last and the great and the final seven bold judgments, what comes out of the heart of God? Repent. 
Again, out of the heart of God, this angel proclaims the eternal gospel. Friends, for over 2,000 years, God has used pulpits and God has used preachers to proclaim the gospel. But in this final day, what has happened? Revelation chapter 6, Jesus' followers are being martyred. What's happened? Revelation Chapter 10, the two witnesses prophesied for 1,260 days, and finally they were killed and then resurrected to heaven. And now who is God going to use? Not a, not a human, not a person. God's going to use an indestructible, holy angel to proclaim this eternal gospel. Friends, what we're doing right now is we're proclaiming an eternal gospel that is able to save your soul. Amen. And what does he do? Read it again, Caleb. He proclaims the eternal gospel. <coughs> Verse 7. And he said with a loud voice, Fear God and give him glory, because the hour of his judgment has come. There you go. The hour of the judgment has come. Friends, what we're about to see in the book of Revelation it's not the seal judgments. It's not the trumpet judgments. Friends, the greatest birth pains are on their way. The greatest, most catastrophic events the earth has ever known. So much so that Jesus said in Matthew 24 that no flesh would be saved if the days were not shortened. And we are about to see the full wrath of God on display for every eye to see. And the judgment, the hour of judgment has been proclaimed. But what's proclaimed with it? Repentance. What a merciful, what a merciful God we serve. Remember Revelation chapter 11 verse 15. What's the declaration? The kingdom of this world has become the kingdom of our God. What was proclaimed? There will be no more delay. Friends, we are on the fast track at this part of Revelation. Remember, we've come through the seal judgments. We've come through the trumpet judgments. Now we've been in this great parenthesis chapters of 10, 11, 12, 13, and now 14. And what are we getting ready for? The bold judgments are getting ready to be poured upon the earth. And what does this first angel announce? Repentance, the eternal gospel. Go on, Caleb. Fear God and give him glory because the hour of his judgment has come. And worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and the springs of water. Now, remember where we are right now. Who is the world worshiping? We learned it last week in chapter 13. The beast, the antichrist. The world is worshiping him and his false image. And what is this statement? No. Worship God. Fear God. God. And friends, I do not think it is any mistake whatsoever that what does God say? He says, worship God who is the creator who made the heavens and the earth and the seas and the waters and all that's in them. Worship God as creator. Why? Because you know what's going on on the earth right now. What have we said through our whole study? What is becoming the religion of the last days? Climate change. I've had so many of you tell me that since we began the study, I've had so many tell me, I can't believe how many climate change commercials are on television. 
I hear it left and right. And if you are, listen, I want you to think, what has Satan done? He has tried to remove God's authority out of people's lives. So what did he create? He created this incredible falsehood, this incredible false uh, teaching called evolution that is godless. That angers the very heart of God because it removes God as creator. And what does the word of God tell us to worship God as? Creator. Why does it say that for the last days? Because the Lord knew what's going to permeate the earth? Evolution. And now you mix evolution with climate change? You have a false religion, my friend. And this angel, oh, how important this pronouncement is. Fear God, glorify God, worship God. For what reason? Because he is the creator. Amen. Next. Verse 8. Another angel, a second, followed, (coughs) saying, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She who made all nations drink the wine of the passion of her sexual immorality. Now, we're not going to spend a great deal of time on this because we're going to get into Babylon and her great fall in chapters 17 and 18. When we come to that in a couple of weeks, we're going to answer the all-important question, what is Babylon? You wouldn't believe how much mixed-up teaching there is. Some people think it's New York City. Some think it's Rome. Some think it's the old Nineveh. Some people think it's mystical and in that it's only in spiritual terms. Well, what is it? Is it a physical, literal city, or is it mystical? Is it spiritual? What is Babylon? We're going to answer it all. We're going to dissect it, and we're going to answer it all. But here's what I want you to know for today. Babylon falls. And the angel, remember, what is chapter 14? It is a table of content. It is telling us what we can expect over the next few chapters. It's going to tell us, because listen to this principle. This is something you need to understand about God. God is so merciful that he does not execute judgment without pronouncing it first. Friends, that's all through your Bible. When God pronounces judgment, he waits before he executes it. He always gives warnings. He always gives time for repentance. What a merciful God. And that's what chapter 14 is about. We're going to see the vengeance of God, like most people in our culture, has never thought of. We're going to see the anger and the fury of God, like most in our society, has never even paused to consider. And we're going to see it right here in this chapter. Babylon will fall. Now, why does it say twice, fallen, fallen is Babylon? When you get to chapters 17 and 18, it repeats that phrase over and over. Why is it repetitive? Well, there's a principle here. Remember, we've said all through our study, 404 verses in Revelation, yet 800 references back to the Old Testament. And today we're going to dive into the Old Testament when we get to the end of the chapter. And see, what I love about Revelation, nothing nothing displays this better than Revelation, than the whole book. The Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. 
However, the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. And we're going to see that like never before today. It's beautiful. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I'm too excited. Wait till we get to the end. But why does it say fallen, fallen? You got to go back to Joseph in Genesis and Pharaoh's dream. You remember Pharaoh had the dream twice. He dreamed, he woke up, he went back to the same dream. And what did Joseph say? It's because it's the double, the double of a thing. What does the double of a thing represent? Joseph told us it means that God has established it. God has ordained it. And friends, where we're going to head over the next few weeks, we're going to be, when we get to Babylon, and we're going to see, the number one, we're going to see what the mystery of Babylon is. And number two, we're going to see the fall. We're going to see the destruction of Babylon. And let me tell you, later on, when we get to the new heavens and the new earth, you remember what else is new? Because God is making all things new. There is a new Jerusalem. And wait till we study that. Babylon is going to fall forever. What began back at the Tower of Babel and the rebellion of man is going to forever fall. And God is going to put in a new heaven and a new earth and a new Jerusalem where there will never again be one trace of sin nor rebellion. That's where we're headed. The angel announces it first. Fallen, fallen. Is Babylon. Why twice? Because God has established it and God himself has ordained it. Next. Verse 9. And another angel, a third, followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast in its image and receives a mark on his forehead or on his hand, he also will drink the wine of God's wrath, poured full strength into the cup of his anger. And he will be tormented with fire and sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever. And they have no rest, day or night, these worshipers of the beast in its image and whoever receives the mark of its name. Now remember where we were last week. We saw the rise of the Antichrist. And we saw the enforcement of a mark. Kragma, a seal, a brand, and it was on the right hand or it was on the forehead. Do you remember why we explained a possibility of why the Bible identifies it on the right hand and the forehead? Because in the last verse of Zechariah, remember we read it, I think it's chapter 11, verse 17, if I'm not mistaken. We believe that points to the coming world ruler, this Antichrist. He was darkened in his right eye. Remember, Revelation 12 says he suffered a wound to the head, and then he resurrected, imitating the resurrection of Christ. And, I, and Zechariah says his, dark, his, his right eye was darkened. His right arm was withered. It was incapacitated. We believe that this is going to be a pledge of allegiance. We believe it is identifying all of the people of the earth. They're going to identify with their ruler on that right hand or the forehead. And here the angel of God pronounces the warning. If anyone receives this mark, you are forever condemned. See, right now, you and I, see, this is so hard for us to understand because you and I live in the age of grace. 
Right now, you and I live in a time that if anyone will confess the Lord, if they'll believe in their heart and confess with their mouth, if they will repent of their sin, the Bible says you shall be saved. But Scripture says that in this time period, those who receive a mark on their right hand or their forehead, the 666. Why did we say last week the Bible calls it 666? Because six is the number of man. 666 represents the height of human ingenuity. And anyone that's going to receive this, they'll forever be condemned with no hope of grace and no hope of repentance. Do you see why the angel first proclaims his eternal gospel. Repent. Friends, this is the last call. This is the finality. Where we are right now in the book of Revelation, there is so much totalitarianism in the world. Chapter 12 told us, without the mark on the right hand or the forehead, you will not be able to buy or sell. And let me, let me just express to you I don't care about your politics. You may be vaccinated. You may be anti-vaccinations. I don't care about that. That's not my discussion with you, so I don't care. But is the world not getting ready for some mandates? Is the world not getting braced for some enforcements? Friends, you and I are living in a very, very interesting hour. And if you cannot see that the stage is being set, you need to open your eyes. Let's continue. Verse 12. Here is a call for the endurance of the saints, those who keep the commandments of God and their faith in Jesus. Now, this is interesting. Now, remember what I said last week. I, I, I truly, I don't believe that people will receive the mark of the beast by accident. I don't think people will do that and then later find out, oh my gosh, what have I done? No, they will willfully do this in this time period. They will willfully follow the beast. You see what I'm saying? But for those who don't, now I want you to follow me for a moment. Why did the scriptures just shift gears? Why did the scriptures just go from you receive the mark of the beast, you're eternally condemned? Now, this is a call for the endurance of the saints. Why? Because I want you to think for just a moment, what do you think it's going to be like to be a Jesus follower during the tribulation period? What did we say last week? When the rapture of the church takes place, this place will be standing room only. I don't know who's going to preach because I don't plan to be here. (laughs) But it's going to be standing room only. Many of you, your children will be in here. Some of you, your grandchildren will be in here because they know that you believe the truth. They know you were authentic. They know that you were genuine. And when the rapture takes place, that's when they're going to call on the name of the Lord.
Thank you so much for listening to our broadcast today. I did want to take just a moment and mention our store. If you go to our website, awakenedtograce.com, just navigate to the store page and you're going to find music by all of our awakened artists and plenty of books by Pastor Chad. Also, while you're on the website, you can view Pastor Chad's story about his blindness and what the Lord is doing through him through Awakened to Grace and through our church Preaching Christ Church. Thank you so much for joining us today on Awakened to Grace.